Welcome to The Nest Show, the podcast that brings you insights into the crypto market, trading and investment experiences, and what we're looking forward to as we navigate the space together. Today, we bring you a very special episode on TrendSpider, a charting platform that delivers automated trend analysis, unique raindrop candles, non-coding multi-factor strategy building and backtesting, and much more. We're joined by Jake from TrendSpider, who provides a detailed breakdown of some of the platform's most unique and compelling features. As we dig into TrendSpider, we find that this will necessarily be the first in a series of podcasts, as there is simply too much value to cover. You will not want to miss today's episode, covering this one-of-a-kind trading toolbox, and your portfolio will thank you for joining this episode of The Nest Show. Once again, thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the ride. What The Nest Show is, this is a podcast brought to you by the BirdNest community an independent crypto and forex-centered trading community built to sharpen each other in capturing opportunities in the markets while protecting capital along the way. What this is not, trading advice. We are not financial advisors, and you should not regard any information here or in the Nest Club as financial advice. You should always consult a licensed financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Folks, we are very excited today because we are joined by Jake from TrendSpider, Jake has a wealth of experience in trading. He's been trading since he was 12, studied economics in college, and comes from a family of traders. So Jake, we are very happy to have you with us today. How are you doing, man? Hey, doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And uh, you know, what a time to talk about the markets. If there ever was a time to talk about the markets, the time is now. And Jake, we, we've spoken at length before, and you've demonstrated this impressive platform to me. And I'm so excited that we have a, uh, a screen share for our listeners and viewers today to really dig in deep into how TrendSpider can accelerate uh, their trading uh, prowess and, and their experience in the market. So, uh, so let's jump right into it, man. All righty, let's do it. So a little bit of a background on TrendSpider. We've been around for about two years. Um, we really started out as just a platform to draw trend lines automatically. And uh, I, I came on board about, uh, you know, a year and a half uh, after the code had really started to be written. And so I came, came on board right when we started to build a business case for this and got some interest. And so we quickly moved from being just automated trend lines to alerts to all different types of things. So, um, you know, I'm going to start off kind of from where the company started, which is just being able to draw trend lines. And this is something that's important, not just for someone who's just learning how to trade, who's like, okay, you know, for example, if we look at this chart, you know, why, why is there an area that the price respected here? Why is there an area where the price respected here? And obviously, there's a bunch of different ways to um, make that case, whether that's an indicator, whether that's a moving average. But a lot of the time, people are simply just using trend lines. So what we have the ability to do on TrendSpider is simply turn on trends, which is this button up here. And when I do that, you'll notice all of these different trend lines are popping up. And, you know, it seems like there's a lot of trend lines here. And that's kind of the point. The point is not to, you know, put a bunch of trend lines on the chart and say, okay, you know, this is what you can see. The point here is to get to the next step of filtering. So we've automated some of these trend lines based on some different preferences that you can choose right here in this menu. But the main thing is, is to kind of be an idea generator for you. So you kind of start to understand 
why are the prices moving? You know, and you'll see that a lot of the time. It can be simply a trend line. So from here, let's say that you know I want to look at more of the downtrend. Maybe I'm looking at this main line right here. And a lot of the time when I'm looking at a trend line, I'm looking at a trend line that's been touched quite a few times. So if we look at this area right here, you'll see that we started the trend line right here. And then we've got another touch here, another touch almost there, another touch here. So, uh, and almost another touch here. Trend lines aren't gonna be perfect, so you're gonna have to sometimes have some wiggle room, which I'll get into shortly. But for me, looking at this trend line, there's a lot of interaction here. So I wanna lock this trend line in. All I did here was double click. And then the next thing I wanna do is maybe I wanna lock in this trend line here because the same reason, right? We've got price respecting this area quite a few times here. So the more times price respects a trend line, the more you know uh, strength I would say it has. As we can see here, notice the price is having trouble breaking through this area. So for me, I simply just wanna double click here, lock it in, turn trends off, and then move on with my, uh, you know, move on with my analysis. So from here, we've gone from having a bunch of different trend lines on the chart to locking in the two trend lines that I want. But that doesn't mean that someone else is gonna have a different view, right? Somebody else may have a completely different view where they're looking at um, you know, maybe more of uh, this area right here. That's kind of more of a kind of broadening top and then they wanna use this line of best fit. It's not saying that this is wrong, it's a completely different perspective, but also look at how many times the price is respecting this line. It's not as pretty as the other line, but you're seeing that price really uses this almost like as a line of best fit or a way that kind of is a mean reversion. And what I mean by that is notice anytime the price moves away from it, it generally will come back to it. So, um, you know, this is geared for anybody who's either a novice trader who's just learning how to draw trend lines, this kind of gives you some ideas and is a generator for even some of the you know, most professional guys out there. Um, some of our partners have been trading forever and um, this, is, this is a brand new tool for them on the efficiency side. It allows them to not have to increase their bias in order to draw the chart. They let the system draw or highlight the important areas and, and, and they go from there. Um, one thing that I want to mention about this is notice that there's this vertical line here, right? So based on all of these trend lines, the system actually looked at this data last on March 20th of 2020. So there's actually a lot of data that hasn't been taken into account here when we're looking and analyzing this chart. So notice what happens here. I actually want to lock this line in because I think that's an important line. But if we go and refresh this, you'll see that different lines are going to pop up. Some lines are going to disappear. Some are going to stay there. But it's now taking into account all of the recent price action. And you'll notice that this vertical line is right um, at the recent candle here. So you know, let's say that instead of drawing wick to wick, let's say that you want to draw body to body. That means instead of drawing from these lines, we're actually drawing from where the body um, is. And so when we apply this, Notice that the lines are going to change and we're now starting from the body here and connecting to the next body. So there's different ways to play this. Notice when we change this setting, we actually have this kind of uh, descending triangle here. Um, so when I turn this off, 
you know, maybe this is the setup that I want to watch. Everybody's going to have a different perspective in the market. And so TrendSpider's goal is to just make that perspective um, into a more efficient process where you can have the system kind of do some of these things for you. Um, let's say that this is the setup that you're looking at on Bitcoin. Notice that we're kind of right at this resistance. So I'll make this red. And you'll see that, you know, this is a very important level to break through. So naturally, you're going to want to know whenever the price breaks through this line. So what you can do here is you can right click, create an alert at this line, and then you're able to choose how you want the price to interact. So this is something that's very unique to TrendSpider. You'll notice here that I can actually change the zone that I want to be alerted at as well. Um, but this is something that I probably wouldn't use on this end because we're pretty much already at that line. I just want to know when the price breaks through it, at least on the upside. So then I go down to my confirmation candle. That means that I want to be alerted whenever the 30-minute candle closes um, through this line. And then I can name it resistance above. I can say I want this to expire in 10 days. And then I create the alert. So let's say that you simply just want to trade once the price gets out of this pattern. You've got your alert on the resistance line. And then let's say you want a little bit of a different alert here. You can either one, maybe you want to add a moving average. Maybe you want to use, oh wow, the SMA 50 is right there. So that's another thing uh, that's kind of creating confluence mm -hmm. here. But uh, let's say that you want to, um, you know, do the, the EMA 50. So notice how the EMA 50, the price is kind of right here as well. Uh, so maybe you want to do an alert on this, or maybe if you know you just think for some reason Bitcoin's going to tank, you want to create an alert on this lower line. What you can do is rather than the price having to hit that exact line, we then use the sensitivity zone where you're increasing the zone at which you want to be alerted. So the price doesn't necessarily have to drop all the way down to this uh, line. It's within... $500 of that line, as you can see here. Alert fires within plus or minus $500. Same thing, whenever the 30-minute candle closes in this area, we'll be alerted, and we'll just name this uh, horizontal support below. Make it for 10 days or whatever you'd like, and whenever that price touches that zone, that's when we'll be alerted. So now, you know, as a trader, maybe somebody who doesn't have time to watch the charts constantly, maybe you like to sleep as a crypto trader, uh, you, can, uh, you can create these alerts on these lines and then you just, you know, when, it, when they go off, you know that something important has happened. Uh, a lot of people can drive themselves crazy and make bad trades when they're just staring at the chart all day. But if you allow yourself to pick a zone, come up with a plan and say, all right, if the price breaks through this, I want to get in, then you use the alert to be your kind of your part of your quote unquote algorithm. The price has to break through that line in order for you to make the trade. So this allows you to systemize your trading and your technical analysis more, as well as give you some flexibility in price action, especially with something like Bitcoin that has a lot of volatility. That's awesome, man. And and I wanted to uh, to jump in for a second and highlight a couple of the uh, a couple of the factors that really impressed me about what you guys are doing. Uh, one was the initial thesis of the TrendSpider 
project where it was just about trend lines. You know, I, I love the simplicity and, you know, it's so, it's so rare for a project of this scale to have such a compact thesis. And I think that's really impressive about you guys. And two, uh, I love, you know, we were talking pre-show about your trading experience and, and how much you and your family trade and how much the other partners in the project trade. And, I got to say that's that's so unique uh, in a space where uh, so many of these offerings uh, have very talented coders uh, and designers, but you know where the rubber meets the road. I feel like is what really distinguishes you guys because you know you guys are not only designing this stuff, you're using it actively, and that's being constantly uh, reformatted and reorganized by the way that it it works from your experience in the real world. You know, so I got to commend you. The uh, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, uh, and that this is real actionable stuff. And uh, I love that it's uh, you know being informed by real world experience from the uh, from the designers and from the partners. You know, so kudos to you guys. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, you know, a lot of this is is interesting because. I'm not a coder myself. I'm actually horrible with technology. I was kind of like nervous getting on here because I thought I'd screw it up somehow. Um, but, you know, that that's the cool thing. And that's what makes any type of team, right? Everybody's got their own special contribution that they can make. We've got some coders who are just absolutely world-class coders um, and they trade as well. But you also have the trading team who goes through some of the agony the average trader goes through. And even people who, you know, like myself, I don't know anything about coding, uh, scripting. But what I know is as a trader, I know that I have a set of rules that I need to be hit in order for me to start looking at something in more depth. So um, let's take, uh, you know, an example here. Let's do the MACD um, let's do the RSI and then, um, we'll do the EMA 50 as well. So, you know, let's say that I'm not using trend lines because a lot of, some people don't use trend lines at all. Um, uh, maybe because, you know, they didn't learn that way. Um, uh, maybe because they just have other things that they think work better. And, and, you know, I use a lot of other things other than trend lines as well. It's just one of those things where if you use trend lines on top of your other, way of trading or technical analysis, what happens is, and I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here, but I think this is important. Um, you know, what happens is, let's say that you've got uh, a group of people who are trading the MACD. Let's say that you've got a group of people who are trading the RSI. And so what happens is all of these groups have different signals that they want to buy off of, whether that's when the RSI breaks through 35 or whatever. As if you've got all of these signals kind of going off at the same time, you've got a bunch of different market participants coming in. It's not just the people who are trading trend lines. It's also the people who just saw the MACD cross. It's also the people that just saw the RSI. So the more confluence that you have in the market, i.e. kind of what we're seeing here, right? We've got that trend line that we identified. Um, if we go back to the original settings I was on. Uh, and... and it wasn't just the trend line, right? It was also, oh, oh of course, it's not going to show up now because uh, it's, it's updated. But uh, I remember we locked it in right around here. And and what's really interesting about this is, you know, notice the SMA 50 is right here as well. So you're not only having trend line sellers come in, you're also having people who are noticing that the price is having trouble breaking through the SMA 
50 here. And so you've got a confluence of people and enough people kind of join that. It adds to supply on the market, meaning more sellers and, and you've got a price drop. So I um, didn't mean to go on a tangent there, but uh, I didn't want to mention that. Um, so let's say that you are just using the lower indicators. Let's say that you're using the RSI and let's say that you're using the MACD. Generally, if you're on another platform, whether that's, you know, any technical analysis platform, either you've got your own type of coding language or you've got, you know, a simple scripting language like Python that you can use. Well, you know, the, the point is a lot of people, one, don't know much about trading when they come in. And two, a lot of people aren't just naturally just great coders and scripters where they, they can just create these, these conditions. So, you know, having to learn coding and trading and technical analysis at the same time just isn't realistic. So what we have the ability to do is simply just what you need to do is you need to learn what you're looking for. You know, maybe you're looking for any time the MACD crosses to the upside is a buy. Um, and anytime the RSI breaks through 40, it's a buy. And those could be your two conditions. Well, let's say that you're um, kind of a bearish trader right now. Let's let's redraw this line. Got this area that we think, you know, may pull back. And naturally, you know, we want to see the lower indicators possibly pull back too. What I can do is I can go and create an alert different from what we went over before. In this case, I just go to multi-factor alert. And what I can do is... I can rename this. Obviously, you can see we've got some interesting uh, randomly generated names. Let's do a possible breakdown. And so all we're looking for is we're, let's choose the expiration. We'll do 10 days like we did last time. Uh, you can choose up to, you know, 100 days depending on what plane you're on. But the main thing is uh, just being able to hone in these conditions. Let's say that we're doing the opposite of what I just mentioned. Instead of seeing this fast cross up through the slow, this blue cross through the yellow, I want to see the blue cross down through the yellow. So without having to code anything in, I simply know the condition is we're on the daily chart. That just means that each one of these candles represents one day of price action. So I go to daily and I go to the indicator because this is just an indicator on the chart. And we'd go down to the indicator, which is the MACD fast, because that's the blue. And you'll see this uh, is shown by this blue box. So the MACD fast crosses down through, remember, we're, we're also looking at another indicator, this, this yellow one, indicator, daily, MACD slow. So I just made a condition here. Whenever this blue crosses down through this yellow, I'll be alerted. Well, let's say that we also want to know when the RSI, this blue indicator, moves down through this 50 level. Notice that you've got these different inputs here on the right. So if this line breaks down through 50, I also want to know. So I can do the same thing, condition, daily, and it'd be the same thing. It's an indicator. And if you scroll down, you'll see the relative strength index right here. We click that. And we want to know when it has crossed down through the constant level of 50. So without having to do any scripting or anything like that or writing in your own code, we've simply just created a Boolean kind of algebra expression here that allows you to create simple logic without any type of scripting on the front end. It's all created into code on the back end once you've created these visual interface buttons. That's awesome, Jake. And is there a way to then 
Like, do you have any kind of uh, API integration, you know, with exchanges to uh, automate uh, uh, trade selection on your behalf, or, or is it uh, a simple alert system where uh, then the the user would log into the exchange and commit the trade themselves? Yeah, great question. So right now it is just based on an alert system that will go either to your email or your phone. However, we are working on an API integration where you'll actually be able to, you know, set up a set up these following conditions and you'll actually be able to tie an order to that uh, condition as well. Yeah, that's that's really exciting, man. And and I think that it it frames things in a way that's really helpful for traders or where they can say refine their own systems and make it more mathematical to take some of the emotion out of it. You know, where, like you said, they uh, unmarry themselves or unchain themselves, you know, from hovering over a chart and kind of um, sifting through the fog and through the noise and can really uh, refine and distill their own strategy uh, to make it actionable and, and make it uh, concise. I, I hate making this comparison, but it's true because at the end of the day, if you're actually a professional gambler, you're just playing probabilities and really on the stock market side of things, you're you're doing the same thing. You're playing probabilities. So there's nothing in the market that's going to be exact, right? It's it, I kind of some people like to look at the market as poker, which I completely agree with. But I think there's also aspects of the market that are like blackjack, where you know it's it's almost like okay, I've got this setup. It's almost like me holding a 18 or a 19 when the dealer's holding a 14 or something and has to hit. It's not you haven't won yet. But the probability of you winning is in your favor. And so what the ability to do on TrendSpider is actually test out a strategy such as this before you go in and create the alert and decide you want to actually make a trade on this setup. So in this case, we're simply looking for the MACD fast to cross down through the slow. We're looking for that RSI to cross down through 50. And I can go in and actually test this as an entry condition. And I can go in and say you know, I can change this to the daily since that's what we're on. And I can say, all right, what is the return once the fast has crossed down through the slow? And once the RSI has crossed down through the, the 50 level, what's the return after 25 candles? You can go in and actually test that. And you'll see the mean trade return is negative 16.66%. Um, so without having to do any back testing, any really anything at all, just knowing the conditions and knowing how long you want to test this once these conditions have come true, you can very quickly get a, uh, you know, a reading. In this case, there's only been one position analyzed um, over the duration of this chart. But let's say I want to do this over you know, 3,000 candles. I can redo this and you'll see that there's now four positions that have been analyzed over the last five years of data and the mean trade return is much lower. It's only negative 1.8%. Uh, uh, what's really cool about this as well, you can see the wins versus the losses. You can see the average win, the average loss. This is being able to now make all of this kind of, like you said, mathematical. There's actually numbers behind it. There's some type of statistic telling you why maybe you're entering this trade rather than just saying, oh, I like that company or I like that, I like that crypto project. Um, it, there's more of like a logic behind it that's math math based. So um, you know that is something that is incredibly powerful. What's also really cool is you can see anytime this has happened on the chart. 
So if I scroll back in time, you'll see anytime that, you know, the RSI broke down with the MACD, there's our entry. And then our exit is uh, once, uh, once again, after 25 candles, that's why it's exited here. If we scroll back, uh, I'm not sure how, how far we'll have to scroll back. Here's another entry and exit. Um, so anytime this has happened on the chart, click, uh, by clicking see on chart, it will show up. And so you can do your analysis and see what that's looked like and all that type of thing. Awesome. And, and following up on that, is there any, or can you um, institute multiple strategies on the same chart uh, simultaneously? Yes, you can. Um, so for example, here, I'm not sure if we've released that, but it's really interesting. You just asked that we have multiple scripts that you'll be able to um, be able to put in. And so it's almost like, let's say that you've got five different entry scripts and five different exits, but let's say I name it like entry one, and then the next one's entry two. If there's an entry here, it will tell us which, which condition is becoming true. So that's not there yet, but it is coming. I literally just got a demo of it from uh, Dan, my partner, yesterday or even today. It goes together at this point. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, that's essentially kind of where we're going with it. And uh, that's the one thing about Transpire. Everything that we're doing is generally in the process of being upgraded or innovated or added to. So, um, you know, as much as this is a fully functioning product, it's a product that's not anywhere close to being 100% done. The features are not 100% there yet. We still have so many things on the roadmap. Yeah, that's that's exciting. And and uh, of some of the products that I've been uh, a part of on the consumer end, you know, um, I feel like it's very easy once a project uh, has the subscriber or has, uh, you know, the customer's money. Uh, easy to just kind of rest on laurels, you know, and, and again, that's what brings me back to the DNA of the project and, and the um, uh, partners, which is your active traders, you know, you're uh, just as the market is evolving, it's necessary uh, for the edge to constantly evolve as well. Uh, so I love that you guys are, um, you know, delivering a, a constantly, you know, evolving evolutionary project. There's always something that can be made better or innovated. And, uh, you know, especially as the markets evolve, you know, new ideas are generated. And, and it's really cool to have something that's something um, like the market that you have. The, it's, you know, it's kind of like physics, right? It's like you've got principles that the market goes by. Those are supply and demand principles. But there's so many different varieties of that action that it's constantly changing and still fluid at the same time. So, you know, that makes creating a, pro a product like this really fun. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention, and this is kind of the weather nerd coming out. Uh, are you guys familiar with like, let's say that you look at the weather channel, it's hurricane season. You see that there's a new hurricane in the Atlantic and you've got a map that, that shows kind of the cone of probabilities or like, you know, it's like five days out where this can possibly go kind of like that cone. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll say, okay, you know, since this hurricane has been in the Atlantic at this position in the last 50 years, these are all of the different paths that it took since this position. What we've done with the back tester is we've actually kind of integrated that weather forecasting type of model into the back tester where, you know, this is the cross, right? The MACD just crossed. 
All I did here was I looked for a MACD fast crossing up through the slow, which is what we got here. And then what I looked for was I just said, what's the return after 25 days? Well, in this case, 25 days have not passed yet. So what the system is doing is it's taking all of these moves and it's showing all of those moves as a cloud. And so you can see this recent cross right here, you can see how the price action is doing relative to all of the other positions that have occurred. So in this case, the top of this cloud is the biggest position, the biggest move that's ever happened in all of these entries and exits that are painted on the chart. This right here is the biggest move, this, this line. And so you can see this MACD cross is actually near the top of that. So we're actually kind of at um, one of the biggest MACD moves over the last 3,000 candles, which is what we back tested. So this gives you an idea and an idea of kind of the relative nature of the move compared to how other moves have done in the past. So it's kind of, you can see how extreme it is or how, you know, the, this middle, this middle line right here is the average return. So you can see this, this last entry is actually doing much better than your average return here. It's actually doing better than the biggest return that's ever occurred. So what you're telling me is it might be time to take some profit. Well, not really, because if you look if you look at the cloud and what happened to this position after, you can see that the position just kept going up until 25 days. Now, let's say that we do this after 35 days. We'll see what the return is then. So then we'll see, look, it actually continues to go up. At least this bigger position just continued to go up. So, you know, you can you can actually change the time frame and see, all right, what happened 10 days later? And in this case, it really kept its gains, um, at least if you compare it to the biggest move, which I'm doing with this, uh, you know, the top of this cloud. Wow, that's awesome. Coming back to the strategies for a moment, um, there's a lot of latitude to, to build your own. Is there any existing uh, marketplace for kind of built-in strategies or, or are there plans to uh, have a, uh, a kind of like smart strategy marketplace? Absolutely. We have a button called scripts right here. And these are all different scripts that we've already kind of put in place. So these are all different setups. Like, for example, let's say you want to look for bearish candlesticks. These are all the different bearish candlesticks that we have. So you can create an alert for any of the following occur. Any of these bearish candles happen, you'll be alerted on the 30-minute chart. Let's say that you just want to simply look for, um, let's see what else do we have? We've got simply a MACD cross down. You've got the conditions right here. You don't have to go in and do it yourself. If you want to just put it in, that's, uh, that's easy to do by just going to send to, create new alert, and alerts created. So, you know, this allows you to actually go to a script. Let's say that you're just learning and you're like, uh, okay, well, what is a bullish candlestick? Well, these are all the different candlesticks that are bullish in the system. And you're actually able to go to the pattern button here. And let's say you want to go to abandoned baby. You can go and click on this. And if it's got a, a dock button next to it, I guess abandoned baby does it. But if you have a dock button, you'll be able to click on the dock and it will tell you exactly what that candle is. Um, the, a lot of these are based on Thomas Bolkowski's definition of candles. So he's just one of the pioneers of candlestick patterns. And so you'll see a lot of these different candlestick patterns have 
an attachment to it. So you can go and learn about it while you're using it in the system. It's fantastic, man. And I, I don't mean to jump ahead with this, but um, curious between you and your partners, you know, who again are, are uh, very active traders, what would you say are the three functions, uh, three or four functions that you're really most proud of and you feel like are, are most unique to the TrendSpider platform? Honestly, I would one have to say our alert system, the ability to, you know, go in and draw, let's say this line and say, um, you know, instead of getting an alert right at this line, we can go in and create that sensitivity zone. Um, that is really mm -hmm. unique. I mean, no one else on the market can define a zone like this visually without having to code anything in or anything like that. And this this kind of goes back to the principles of TrendSpider, which are make every step in the technical analysis uh, process and trading process more efficient. So instead of you having to draw, you know, 10 different lines here and put alerts on each different one, you just create that zone. And then whenever the price gets in that zone, you're alerted. So I would say the sensitivity feature is very unique. Um, you know, from a from somebody who is just learning the platform, those three features are going to be different than maybe someone who's been trading for 10 years. So I would say from someone who's just learning the platform, auto trends, which we went over, is really important just because it gives you an idea of, you know, these trends, what's kind of being found by the system. And you'll you'll slowly catch an eye for this by turning these on um, and you'll slowly start to see, OK, hey. There is an alert going off as we speak. Uh, that was a MACD cross down here. That's the alert in action. So essentially, uh, I just got an alert on the platform. I just got a text message right now and an email saying TrendSpider alert uh, at Coinbase, which is just the exchange that I was on. Um, so that's kind of it actually in action. And that's what the experience is like. So very efficient, very easy to use. Um, but from a, from a person who's just learning trend lines for sure, I would say this pattern recognition feature is really important because what you can do is you can go in. Maybe you want to learn about hammers today. We've got two different types of hammer candlesticks. One is a document um, that you can click on, which is TPS, means the pattern site, which is Thomas Bolkowski's definition. So let's say you want to use Thomas Bolkowski's definition of a hammer. You click on it, and anytime that shows up on the chart, you'll see it here. So notice you'll start getting an eye for a hammer simply by seeing it on the chart. So, so from an educational standpoint, just getting kind of like used to seeing this, the pattern recognition feature is very important. The last one that I would say is important for anyone who is just learning how to do this um, you know, I would say the, the ability to make these multi-factor alerts. Um, you know, obviously the first step would to be learn some of these lower indicators like the MACD, the RSI. But once you understand the, the basics of how those work, you can easily go in and make those conditions pretty simply. Um, if you're a more advanced trader, um, I'm going to jump into some other things. Uh, this is a chart of Ethereum. Ethereum is something that I like to watch. I don't like to trade it because I've tried trading crypto before and I like to sleep. I'm a high-strung person. Anytime the market's open or any market that I'm trading is open, I'm also 
quote unquote open. You know, I, I can't sleep when there's an active market going on. Um, so for me, I like to do analysis on crypto. I like to share it on our Twitter handle, um, tr- uh, just at TrendSpider, but I don't actually like to um, trade it myself. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do analysis because I think it's very fascinating. One of the f- most fascinating things about it is the ability to get an idea of sometimes where these things are going before they even go. Uh, like a lot of things in the market right now, you've got a lot of laggards. Um, and so what I've done here is I'm going to switch over to Bitcoin in this. Let me introduce, I guess, the indicator first. The the indicator is called the anchored volume weighted average price. Now, this is something that we did not personally come up with. Um, Brian Shannon, who's the founder of Alpha Trends, came up with this concept. Uh, he's one of our partners and has taught us how to use it. And it has absolutely blown my mind. I've been trading, as we mentioned, since I was 12 years old, um, you know, many blown accounts later. This is something that I don't know how I didn't trade with. And it makes a lot of sense why I made some bad trades because I wasn't using this. And what this is, is the anchored part of this comes from the ability to start the VWAP at a specific point in time. So we call it the anchored volume weighted average price because we're simply saying, what is the average price for every share that's been traded since this point in time? And you may ask, why are you anchoring it from February 14th? You know, okay, it was Valentine's Day, but what, why else is that important? Um, the reason is, if you look at this massive move, we reversed on February 14th. This is what I'd call like a status quo change in the market. We hit a new high, but we never retested those highs. So for me, the, the market has changed. People who are buying up here are likely going to turn into sellers at this point on the, on the reversal. And so a lot of the time what you'll see is you'll see over time the price starts to respect this line very well. Um, and so you'll see here as we continue down, we have this very small dead cap bounce. But notice what happens. We open up right at the anchor view app. We try to break through it. We close back down. We break down absolutely crazy from this point, catch a bid. And then this is where the second part of uh, this indicator combination comes in. This is something called the anchored volume by price. A lot of people who use TradingView, um, you may think uh, you know this is the, volume, the VPVR, I think is what they call it. And, and it technically is, right? Um, it's just showing us what the volume profile is. But instead of us showing, you know, if you're on TradingView and you use the VPVR, you'll notice every time you scroll the chart, these volume levels are going to change. Because what it's doing is it's, it's calculating the volume profile from the last or the first candle in this history. Well, I mean, if I, if I happen to start the chart right here, why is this candle important for me to see the volume profile from? It's not. I want to anchor it from these status quo changing points in the market because this is when buyers in this trend up start to become sellers and profit take. So this is when the status quo changes. This is when I want to know when you know these shares were sold since this point. If we look here, notice since February 14th, a majority of the shares traded and the a majority of where that distribution of shares is, is right at the 130s for Ethereum, which is where we finally caught a bid. And so what happens is 
supply and demand, right? As supply starts to kind of diminish because all of these people who were initially up, right? I mean, if you bought here, you were up 80%. And so as the price starts dropping, your profits start to diminish. You start to become a seller. You start to add supply onto the market. And then you see most people kind of finally distributed their, uh, I guess in this case, this is Ethereum. So their coins or whatever we want to call them, um, not shares, if we were trading stock, um, you know, this is where a majority of that uh, demand came in and started to absorb these sellers. And so what happens is we've got this nice ascending uh, triangle setting up. And what's really interesting about this is if we go to a Bitcoin chart and we anchor the volume uh, weighted average price from the same point, you'll notice something very different. Notice that Bitcoin has been testing this VWAP for a while. I mean, at first it was resistance, then it was support before we finally started to move up. If you go to Ethereum, we just got to that anchored VWAP four days ago. So, you know, naturally you want to look for the laggards in the market. You want to look for these, these coins that haven't hit their anchored VWAP from this reversal point yet. And so if you were playing Ethereum, you would have known, okay, you know, Bitcoin has already hit its anchored VWAP from February 14th reversal. Ethereum's nowhere near it. We've got this massive ascending wedge setting up or ascending triangle setting up with a bunch of volume holding here. And you've got this explosion that happens. And notice what happens. We find resistance right at the anchored VWAP. Before it was resistance, we pull back, we, we bounce back up and it acts as resistance again. And now if it's really truly a strong move and a true trend changer, we'll see this act as a support now. So we'll just have to see what happens from here. But those two, those two uh, tools, the anchor yeah, volume weighted average awesome. price and the volume by price are easily the most powerful volume tools we have. But there's one more, obviously you asked for kind of the top three. So let's go to the raindrop. The raindrop is the last thing that I think I would say is easily the most proprietary thing to TrendSpider, and it's something that's different from your average candle. So if you're a if you trade bar charts, um, you know just a regular bar. Generally, the left bar is your open, and the right bar is your close. Um, with a raindrop, you've got two layers. You've got a bar, and then you've got a second layer, which is actually the volume profile of the range. So the left side, instead of being your open bar, is actually your volume weighted average price bar. And then on top of that, overlaid on top of the bar, is the volume profile. So you can see on the left-hand side here during the first half of the day, most of the volume was focused at the lower part of this range. So naturally, that's where the volume weighted average price is going to be. The right-hand side bar, instead of being your close, is your volume weighted average price for the second half of the period. So it's just, it's the same function as your close being higher than your open. If your volume weighted average price for the second half of the period is higher than the first, it's a green candle. Um, and what's really important about this is the ability to see the volume profile. Um, this is important because there's a lot of times when you're going to see a wick around a resistance area and you're going to have to go into like the five minute candle to see where that 
that volume actually was within that wick. Um, and I'll go into an example of that here in a second. Um, but this is an example of a, uh, a diagram of just highlighting the three different colors. So you've got obviously a green, which is when your volume weighted average price is higher during the second half of the day or second half of the period, whether you're looking at a 30 minute candle, an hourly candle, a daily candle. Um, it's green when the VWAP for the second half of that candle is higher than the first half. Uh, a neutral raindrop or a blue raindrop is when the volume weighted average price for the first and the second half of the candle equal each other. So this is kind of like a true volume based doji, which can be very uh, interesting when you're looking at big moves down, you've got a blue raindrop form, and then sometimes you'll have quite, quite an impressive reversal. Other times this will just be a continuation candle. So let's say that you know you just moved up 20%, you'll see some consolidation with a blue raindrop and you'll see continuation of that trend. Um, so this is this can be a tricky one, but it can be very fun to trade if you have a high probability setup. Bearish raindrop is just the opposite of the bullish where the second half of the candle's VWAP is lower than the first half. And um, you know all of this is you know, interesting, right? Okay, it, it looks cool, but how do I actually use this in, an, in a trade? And uh, I'll go through an example here. This is an example on Netflix um, that I wanted to highlight. I know this isn't crypto, but it, it works literally the same exact way in crypto. And I can try to jump into an example here in uh, Bitcoin in a second. But this is just kind of like a really classic example that recently happened on Netflix. So what I've done here is I've split the screen you can see that we've got hollow candles on the left, which is simply just, you know, uh, the wick at the bottom, your open, your close, and the wick at the top, which is your high of the high of the day. Um, and then on the right hand side, we've got our raindrops that we just uh, deciphered and went over. And so what you'll see is you'll notice with the just regular hollow candle, and if you use a regular candle, it's it's going to be the same wick. Um, you'll see that. You know, this area right around 335 was an area of resistance three separate days in a row. On March 12th, it was an intraday high resistance area. On the 13th, it was, you know, we opened right above that area and immediately moved down, or sorry, we, we opened right below it. We closed right above it. And then the next day gapped down, you know, uh, absolutely huge. So uh, this was naturally an area of resistance that the price needed to get through to, to kind of break this downtrend. So with the regular hollow candle, you'll see that we opened around 324, we closed around 332, we hit an intraday high shown by this wick of 348, but we did not close above this resistance line. If you compare this to the raindrop, Notice that this highlighted area is the same candle. It's just raindrop form. You'll notice a completely different picture here. Notice that all of that volume that is shown here in the wick was absorbed by sellers. So when I do an example like this, the first question I get is, well, how do you know that wasn't selling volume? And you know, the answer is, of course, it was selling volume. Somebody had to buy those shares from somebody. So this, this big blob of volume above this resistance line is simply telling us 
that for all of those people that came in and sold once they were above this, this resistance line, it tells us that somebody was there to absorb all of those profit takers or all of those people who were simply getting out. So this shows us, and this is going to be a really weird example, but like one way I look at this is like a sponge. Let's say that, you know, you've got, let's say this candle is like a sponge, right? Um, and if, if you pour water on the sponge above this red line, let's say the sponge has a ton of water in it already. All of that water that you pour on the sponge is just going to, you know, just drip down. But if that sponge is dry and you pour water on it, it's going to absorb all of that water that you pour onto it. So if you think of that water as supply being kind of dumped on to an, a dry sponge above this resistance line, you can see that those buyers are the dry sponge absorbing all of that supply rather than letting it just trickle down if, if that sponge was kind of uh, soaked with water already. So it's a really weird and you know analogy, but it's it's kind of the way to think about it. Supply and demand is all about kind of being able to absorb supply, absorb um, a big spike in demand. You know, there, supply and demand are what really move the market. So being able to understand how those drive price is absolutely crucial. Yeah, that's a that's a, a wonderful uh, visual demonstration. I, I love those. Uh, you know, being able to uh, basically cut through the noise, the way that. Uh, uh, Trend Spider has really done there. Um, would you say with those those raindrop candles, they're effective on uh, any time frame, or are they you know more um, used on on uh, 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 swing trades? Or you know, I I, I noticed uh, for instance the uh, Trend Spider platform, or at least my experience of it, you know, you guys don't uh, don't focus too much on on. Uh, uh, scalping ranges. Um, where would you say most of your uh, traders really focus? Oh, it, it's all over. Um, so I, I do both, right? Like, I mean, it completely depends on the market. When the market was crashing, I was 100% day trading just because if I tried to swing anything, you know, the market could change so much overnight. Um, so personally, I have used the raindrops more in swing trades, but I use the volume by price. Uh, this I use all the time um, for, for, uh, trades. And if you guys don't mind, I'll, I'll show an example of that really cool case study of me intraday trading, um, GE last week. All right. So this was GE. Uh, I, as I said, I'm more of a, I'm more of a stock trader, but, um, I use the 65 minute candle. This is something that I also learned from Brian Shannon. Um, <clears throat> when I first heard of the 65 minute candle, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But then you think of the math behind it, it makes complete sense. There's 390 minutes in a trading day, at least in the stock market. And so a 60-minute candle, there's six and a half 60-minute candles. So you're going to have a candle mm. that's actually not fully an hour. So if you use the 65-minute candle, it's six even candles throughout the day. And um, the thing about this is a lot of the institutional guys use 65-minute time periods. And so it actually becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy a lot of the time, just because there's so many institutional guys playing that time frame. If something shows up, it's kind of like the confluence thing. If something shows up really bullish, those institutional algos or traders are going to come in and, and likely um, you know, make that purchase so or that sell. 
So this is an example where um, I was using the anchored volume by price. I anchored it from this point right here because you know we were in a downtrend. This was our little dead cap bounce. And this was our intra 65 minute candle high before the trend changed. So remember, status quo changed. People thought we may be in an uptrend until this candle happened and then we really started to break down. So I anchored it from this point because this is where kind of the sentiment of the market, I would say, started to change. And then I also anchored the volume weighted average price from this gap down as well. Um, this is something that Brian Shannon taught me. Um, you know, it's really just kind of the same reason, right? This gap down means something changed within the status quo of the market for the price to change so dramatically overnight. So you also want to sometimes anchor from these gaps. Um, so what I saw was I saw the price finally break through this anchored view app. I saw that there was definitely a lot of uh, volume holding below, meaning that there was, you know, a base forming. And what I saw here was I saw a volume gap, meaning there wasn't a lot of shares holding above until we got to this area that says target. So what I did was I looked at the 65 minute candle. I said, OK, we've got a higher low here. Um, one thing, especially in the last month trading this market, if you're trading something like GE, which has a high beta to the market, that means if the market moves X percent, GE is likely going to move maybe X and a half percent. It's just the beta tells you how sensitive it is to the overall market moves. And so with GE, you know, you can have a very strong move if the market's strong. So as the market was showing strength, I was comfortable jumping into GE. And all I wanted to do was I wanted to trade this gap. I knew that there wasn't a lot of people holding above, and I knew that there wasn't going to be a lot of resistance until we hit this 830 area. And so I loaded up shares here. The next uh, slide here, you'll see what happens. The price quickly moves through this volume gap because there wasn't a lot of friction above for the price to have anybody selling into. And so the next natural area for people to start taking profits or start to sell because they just broke even was right at this target. So this was simply an hour trade. I got in right around uh, 780 through dollar cost averaging in, and then I sold um, around 817 to 828 right to the, to, to the supply zone. And then you'll see after that, we moved down just because demand could not outpace supply from this big candle. So this is at an actual intraday trade that I made using the volume by price. Um, so, you know, that's that's one example of an intraday move. This is a, a completely another another example of using raindrops to do an overnight swing. So what I look for a lot of the time is I'll look for a candlestick like this that has a lot of kind of low selling volume into the end of the day, dropping the price. But what happens is these raindrops generally have already formed for the day. And so what I do is I come in like 15, 20 minutes before the close, and I start to look for this type of formation where it's pretty much already formed for the day. The last 15 minutes of volume is likely not going to change the overall shape of this raindrop. And so what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll buy an options contract, generally at least two to four weeks out, depending on the risk level that I want to take and the size of the position. And then what I'll do is I'll just buy those call options into the close. And then what you'll generally have is you'll have a gap up the next day. And so you literally just will sell into this gap up. And generally those options contracts, 
if you're in an options contract expiring that week, that can go up. If you're out of the money enough, that can go up hundreds of percent on that gap up. But generally, you know, I'm trading a, a much more conservative position. But even those those options contracts can go up 40 to 60 percent just on a gap up from the next morning. So there's so many different ways to utilize these. But the way I'm utilizing the raindrops is definitely by, um, you know, looking for that volume above or below specific breakout or breakdown zones. Man, that's that's awesome. And I, I love the uh, examples you, you uh, get there. I mean, uh, this is fascinating stuff. And it's just great to see it in motion. Jake, I wanted to uh, to give you an opportunity. I mean, we could we could talk for hours on this, and and uh, and I think you know, quite frankly, we're going to need to have you on again because it's just uh, so fascinating, and and we've only barely scratched the surface of uh, of the um, you know capacity of of your platform. But you know, as as we are uh, needing to wrap things up to here for listeners, um, what would you like to leave our listeners with, and how how would you kind of like to uh, um, you know, leave next steps for them. Yeah. So I say this all the time because I still deal with it myself. Um, as, as cool as all of these features are and, and how, how helpful they can be as a trader, before you can use anything, you need to have the right mentality. Um, it's kind of like if you're driving a race car, you know, you can't, if you're not in the right mindset, you can't just go hundred miles an hour around turns expecting, you know, your, your inner kind of mental, um, psyche isn't going to affect that. So for example, if you're not in the right mindset to trade, it doesn't matter if you're driving a Ferrari, if you're driving, you know, a beat up 1980s car, you have to be in the right mindset. And that is the first step to being successful in trading. Once you have the mindset, then you're able to come in and actually use tools like TrendSpider to, to capitalize on that mindset and, and use the tools to give you a different perspective on the markets that you'll find anywhere else. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and especially in this market where you know so many people are on tilt or you know the news cycle is nonstop, it's easy to kind of get into a... Uh, um, get absorbed in the spin cycle. Uh, and, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it, the importance of getting your mind right can't be overstated. Uh, otherwise, um, there are far too many instances of people being, uh, chewed up and, and spit out. But, uh, but I love the capacity for your platform to really kind of, you know, distill and, and focus the information for users. Uh, and I myself have found it very helpful uh and and distilling and and providing clarity well jake listen man it has been a pleasure having you on and and like i said uh i think that uh you know the demand will be through the roof to have you on for some more um examples and and kind of to get in deeper to the uh to the platform but uh you guys have a lot to be proud of over there and and i can't wait for you know listeners uh and users to have as much fun with it as i have Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'd love to come on again um, and, and discuss. I could discuss this stuff for hours. So, you know, I'll, I'll find a new topic that we can touch on. There's so many different ones. I can think of honestly one right now. I'd love to dive into um, something we didn't even touch on, which is multi-time frame analysis. And that may be a good topic for next webinar or podcast. Awesome, Jake. And, and I just wish that our listeners could have been a fly on the wall for some of the uh, pre-show conversation too, because you have a wealth of uh, knowledge in your, in your own experience. 
And um, yeah, we have a, we have a lot more to discuss. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. I hope you have a safe and healthy rest of the week and uh, we'll see you next time. I'd like to thank our listeners for joining this episode of The Nest Show. We invite you to connect with our guest on Twitter, where Trendspider Official is at Trendspider. Jake is at Trendspider Jake. And I am at BenjaminT1717. If you've appreciated the depth and breadth of what you've heard with us today, subscribe to our podcast and find our landing page at theburbnest.com. We have a vibrant Discord community which acts as our central hub of operations, and we welcome you to join us at theburbnest.com slash discord. We also offer an extensive free bulletin on emerging crypto market trends, exclusive undervalued gem reports, and in-depth expert technical and fundamental analysis at theburbnest.com slash bulletin. We always appreciate engagement from our community, which of course means liking the video and subscribing to our page, where we insist on bringing you the highest quality content available. Also, we're happy to incorporate tips and topics from our listeners and encourage you to email us at thenestshow at theburbnest.com. This podcast is brought to you by The Burb Nest. Thank you and trade on.